What's new? Yeah, nothing. It's the same. I'm no, I have no facts. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, the snowboard queen. Woo! Sort, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you have snowboarded before, correct? I have, I have, yes. Excellent. Welcome back. Is that where you've been the last couple of weeks? Hitting no, the slopes? I was in, yeah, definitely not. In, in I July? Was in, Texas, in Texas, in 105 degree weather. <laughs> so, nice. quite the opposite. Cool. Well, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. We traded you out for Derek, and Derek is um, maybe he's at the half pipe. We don't know. He's probably joining us momentarily, but for now, it's the two of us. So you are listening to new release episode one hundred and seventy three. This Oof. is a TV podcast where each week we watch something new. And then decide if we want more. Sometimes we do movies too. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, um, what are we up to? Actually, I, f- I forgot. We have to check in. You, you've been gone for weeks. Um, so yeah. we got to check in on on uh, updates from the last time you were on. What's uh, Is the bear the last thing we discussed? Um, no, you were on no. for like one more after that. It was something else that I didn't continue watching. I don't remember what it was. I feel like it's been ages. Oh, so. it was Evil Dead. Oh, it was a movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, that's why I didn't continue watching it. That makes sense. Just one movie. <laughs> yeah, we did Evil Dead. We did Black Mirror. Um, mm. You didn't watch any more Black Mirror, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. But you did watch more of The Bear season uh, two. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How much? I finished it. I actually finished Yay! it like pretty quickly after our yeah. last podcast. I couldn't stop. I can stop watching it. So yeah, of course. Well, um, we have been giving updates on the bear pretty much every week because Derek started it. I I finished it right away. I think by the time we recorded um, our first episode on it, or maybe the second. So I've we haven't really gotten into spoilers. I don't know, like, it, but now it's been it came out at the beginning of June, so. Plenty of time has passed. Most people have finished it. um, And the people that haven't, you know, have had plenty of time too. (laughs) So aside from Derek, um, if he was on, we'd we'd not spoil it for him. But episode six, Uh, thoughts of that one? (laughs) Fishes. I I almost like, it was so stressful that I almost had to stop watching it. Almost. Yeah. That's the dinner one, right? With Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the yeah the family Christmas dinner. It was fun, like yeah, before I knew what was going on with the episode, like that we were getting a Christmas themed <laughs> episode <laughs> in the middle of the summer, and then the long lost brother is has oh, yeah, you know Mikey. his his big debut. He was in briefly an episode of season one. You like see him off camera, sort of. You hear his voice mm-hmm. um, prepping food. But yeah, John Bernthal um, is featured throughout this episode, and you get a real um, good look at the anxieties and the neuroses and kind of the emotional trauma that this family and Carmi have endured. Um, And Uh, so, yeah, it is effectively 
very stressful, like the whole show, but on another level. Yeah. Yep. So that was hard to watch, but I was like, well, if I get past this, like this has to be the peak of like the stress, like it has to be. And then it calmed down and then it's still stressful, but I could handle it. <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's then there's the, literally the fire stress test, which is pretty oh stressful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the fire suppression stress test. Uh... Um, so they passed that. That's the one when I was telling you the first time we talked about it, that I thought that was the end of the, the season. And I almost started like reading, reading about the season before oh, I realized there were two more episodes. Um, Cause that felt like they were building up the whole season to mm-hmm. that test and they passed it. But wouldn't it be like, weird oh. not to show the restaurant opening? Yeah, or probably. Like, in hindsight. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but what were your other, I mean, and then you, we get a lot of, um, growth and development for the Richie character. Oh yeah. Uh, I ended up loving him. So it just took me, you know, cause I was like, man, this guy sucks. He's just a waste. And then he just really grew into his own and he was incredible. Yeah. So. It's his, his arc is actually kind of the through line for the whole season. If you remember episode one, he has that conversation with Carmi in the basement and he's mm-hmm. like, what's mm-hmm. your purpose? Yeah. Um, or like, I want to talk about purpose and <laughs> Carmi's like, what? I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the whole season kind of culminates in him discovering his purpose and, and meaning and, and um, excelling yeah. at being a really high end maitre d'. And meanwhile, Carmi is on ice and sidelined. For yep. the entire uh, <laughs> opening of the restaurant, which is pretty crazy. And predictably, he ruins his relationship. So, you know. Yeah. How do you, where do you land on this, the romantic subplot? I mean, it was probably inevitable that this was going to happen. But now that we know it did, could you have done without it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it was cute that they're building up and like they were like childhood friends. And I liked her character. I mean, I thought she was wonderful, but. It it would it didn't add anything to the show for me. And then when there and then when inevitably he she like overheard him when he was stuck in the freezer. I was like, okay, like maybe she'll come back in the next season. Maybe she won't. I don't know. He he just didn't have time. Like he needed to like open the restaurant, and he just needed to focus on that. Obviously. So yeah, it's pretty brutal because I mean, he basically gets his his fulfillment and his purpose through this like by putting all of his focus into his art you know like like let's say he was an author or he was any Mm -hmm. kind of like creative person that maybe marginalizes the relationships in their life and in service of their craft and basically the conclusion was you can't you can't have both yeah (laughs) and i mean that was his conclusion that he came to and says it unknowingly to her. <laughs> so, I mean, it was brutal the way yeah. that it played out. He's talking to, um, is he talking to himself or someone else on the other side of the, the, the freezer door? He just doesn't know it's her or is he just talking he, to himself? He was just talking to himself at that point. Yeah. Cause he was yeah. going a little crazy. So he's been stuck in there for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He sees like the labels that are slightly misaligned or miscut mm-hmm. tape or something. And that kind of sets him off. Like that's an example of something that he let his uh, focus uh, yeah. off of long enough to where that, the, that that could happen. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's brutal and it's maybe, I, I thought it was handled as well as it, it could have been, yeah. but still, um, 
kind of kind of sad to have someone show up and then and then go away that quickly. Mm-hmm. What's up, Derek? Derek just joined. Hi, Derek. Yep. Yo, yo, yo. We were just talking about the bear, so we'll stop talking about it since we both finished it. So I don't want to ruin it for you. Perfect. Yeah. Have you watched? Have you watched any more? Welcome, by the way. Thank you. I was on the mountain still. Did not want to stop mm-hmm. boarding that snow. We figured. Oh, yeah. uh, Having your own half, half pipe built or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little mini one, like yeah. six inches tall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched most of season two though of the bear. I okay. watched uh, episode nine or ten. So, um, well, Finale we just talked almost. about it a little bit, but you, that means you got over the the stress climax of the season with uh, episode six of the family, the, the, oh, the shit, big yeah. Christmas episode. Oof. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I was expecting this show to be stressful. So yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it provided. Oh man. Jamie Lee Curtis was incredible. She's so she's just Oh really hell good. yeah. Man. I want her to have hot dog fingers, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It took me a minute to recognize her, like, and then a million other people pop up in the episode. Um, Odin Kirk and you name it. But <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on all the all the other people that <laughs> that that show up. Sarah Paulson, um, so um, Chris her husband studded. or whatever. Uh, what's who's that? Kristen Wiig. No. Um, Who is the? I thought that was Kristen Wiig for a second too. That's Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll forgive you because I Paulson. I briefly made the same made the same mistake. Um, I mean, they look fucking the same, man. <laughs> with that haircut it 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 is interesting i'd never noticed them as doppelgangers before but um but yeah that episode was just so there was this there was an episode in season one where it was one continuous take throughout them preparing um for like a big meal at the restaurant and so this is season two's version of just kind of like a special <laughs> a special mm-hmm. episode of the bear and it was an hour long and the simmering tension between uh odenkirk and and bernthal's characters at dinner with the Ugh. whether he was going to throw the fork or not <laughs> um was just like so i don't know so uh such a tight wire act yeah and john mulaney like john a... mulaney was there oh mulaney yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's wonderful <clears throat> sorry derek it was, it was almost, almost like, like a a lynchian kind of vibe like a racer head dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's gonna stab the the little chicken? The blood chicken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. yeah, it was because I love when a show kind of surprises and misdirects you. Like Mulaney the whole time is is being kind of um uh dressed down or disrespected or you know, not included by the rest of the family. And then when it comes time for someone to give the big toast, he just absolutely kills it. Yeah. And does an awesome job. And you're kind of that's your that's your sigh of relief that like everything's actually going to be okay. Um, because he was able to give a good speech. And then of course they just immediately <laughs> uh <laughs> go right back into their petty bickering and yeah. and Bernthal and Odenkirk get into it. And then uh Jamie Lee Curtis drives a car through the the front of the house. So there's <laughs> that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, yep. how did that end? Yeah, yeah. How could you forget about that? But I did too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it ends. It ends with that one last dramatic. Like she can't be overshadowed at any yeah. point in the dinner <laughs> preparation. You know, oh like gosh. she won't really let anyone help her. It's just so stressful to watch her trying to manage everything in the kitchen. Eighteen different like timers staggered, and. And then, of course, like she can't enjoy the dinner. She doesn't uh, think anyone appreciates her. And then she, (laughs) there's just no, there's no like redemption ultimately, or no like moment of everyone's going to be okay. It's actually ends with (laughs) everything is not going to be okay. Carmi is going to have to run, not embrace the family. Yeah. And that's when Sarah Paulson offers like her place in New York, right? Or like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you need to get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, and he was already at school, like, or already um in London or wherever he was. Maybe he mm-hmm. was, I, I don't know what restaurant. He was already, like, pretty successful. But just the fact that he thought maybe he could come home and um, kind of reintegrate into the family or hold the family together or, you know, do anything, take a positive experience from it, it just, of course, like exploded in his face. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the bear season two. We'll get one more update from Derek after he finishes it. Um, but in the meantime, um, we've also been watching I'm a Virgo, Derek. We watched the first episode of that last week. Did you watch any more? I did not. You did not. son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. I was Broke busy your watching again. <laughs> that's fair. Um, fair. I was watching the bear. Yeah, both of us had pretty positive reactions to it. Ashley, you did not commit to watching anymore. No, I so did not. You didn't, <laughs> and I did not uh, watch anymore. Yeah. I thought your critiques were were fair in terms of just kind of being alienated by the absurdity and the style. Um, yeah, kind of overshadowing the characters or your your ability to relate. Unlike the characters in the bear that are very grounded and relatable human emotions. Um, mm-hmm. This this world is not grounded. And it continues to be not grounded um, because I have watched the first four episodes. So I'm almost halfway done with I'm a Virgo. I still recommend it. Um, nice. I wouldn't say it's like going to end up being one of my favorite shows probably, but I've been intrigued enough with the new visual hijinks that you get with each episode and then the plot just kind of how it's trending towards um, a showdown with the superhero um, or super villain, depending on how you want to look at um, the white knight flying jetpack character, dude, uh, <laughs> the hero uh, or whatever. Is yeah. He the hero? Yeah. Is that what he calls himself? Literally? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> in the, in episode one, Derek, does he leave? Does he leave the house or does he go out into the world? He does, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's on the back of the car. Yeah, right. Doing okay, so all that happens in episode yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of, they got the giant out of the bag pretty quickly. And now the next, you know, half of the season that I watched is just dealing with the, the reception and the consequences and a lot more social commentary on, um, you know, black experience experience of being a marginalized member of society. So all of the thematic stuff is, is, is still resonant. Um, uh, 
to me to some degree, but obviously to the intended audience, I, I assume even more. And um, yeah. the visual stuff is still appealing. So yeah, I'm I'm going to finish it. Is there going to be a season two? I don't know. Is I don't know limited? if there's... Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you were going into it, obviously wanting to like it, Ashley, because you liked uh, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, lot. I thought that was... Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So you were a fan okay. of the creators filmmaking in that, but that was maybe a little more of a straight, like anyone that's been in a dead end job or mm-hmm. like the experience of relatable. that character was, was possibly more relatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although you're freakishly tall. Yeah. But not like 15 feet. Or whatever. Yeah. You're freakishly <laughs> tall, Ashley. Mildly freakishly tall. <laughs> I'm not that tall anymore. People are a lot taller than me. I'm only, <laughs> what, what do you mean anymore? Feet. Well, I just mean that I feel like kids are getting taller. Like I'm oh, not, wow. okay. especially I mean, in the sport I love volleyball. People are like six five, six six. Like I'm a little shrimp now. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're definitely getting older, but I didn't know relatives. <laughs> I mean, you. I'm not shrinking. It's just everyone else is growing. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna have to check some census data to confirm <laughs> if, if that's true or if you just found a taller crowd of people. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the it's the thin air. Maybe, maybe the baby's weighing you down. Yeah, yeah, maybe I actually am shrinking. <laughs> maybe. Um, all right, cool. So, Derek, let us know in, uh, in the future if you dip your toes back into I'm a Virgo. Okay. But now I think it's time to finally talk about the main event. Ashley, Ooh. what are we watching this week? You want me to play the trailer first? Uh, no, I'll describe it and you can play the trailer. Okay, cool. Um, so, we're watching a four part documentary, docuseries on. Probably the most famous snowboarder of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Won some Olympics, you know, pretty cool redhead named <laughs> Sean White. <laughs> okay, let's hear from the man himself because he is all over this production. <laughs> Sean White, take one. This has been the craziest journey. Sean was born with four defects of the heart. But growing up, he was fearless. I was five when I started snowboarding. He started getting podiums in the pro events at 12, 13, 14. All of a sudden, I'm a millionaire at 15. And that was my biggest fear. Plenty ruins families. It was wild. Things just blew up. He won Summer X Games. He won Winter X Games. He won Pipe. He won Slope. Who does that? Oh my God. I I just won the Olympics. The best year of my life. I can't believe it. Ooh, Sean White. And now he's dating Nina Dobrev, and she's beautiful. Yeah, of the Vampire Diaries fame. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that still an active relationship? Yeah, I looked it up. They've been together for like over three years. She was interesting one, right? Very briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this story is edited like The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan doc. Like they almost use, I don't know if it's the same filmmakers, but they use like the 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 year ticker thing to like jump forward and back and in the timeline of of his rise so it kind of it does start like with his childhood and his literally his birth um which was traumatic and (laughs) um tracks towards the final his fourth olympic appearance in sochi right yep yeah but so my point is we do see her briefly but she doesn't enter the picture until like the latter part of the the dock but um because we're jumping around we see her briefly yeah um but this isn't really about nina dobrev <laughs> <laughs> <Bummer>. <laughs> yeah 
Actually, I mean, you said probably the best snowboarder. I think that's an understatement. I mean, uh, well, obviously, like just based on uh, success and fame and being uh, arriving at the time when the sport, like being partly responsible for the sport blowing up, but also it blowing up while he was at the peak of his success. Mm-hmm. He's easily the most famous snowboarder, but the more I watched of this, the more, you know, like it made me think that he's on the tier of like most successful, most um, best athletes period of all time. Like the top, you know, Mount Rushmore just from an athletic standpoint. Yeah. And I had, I actually had no idea he was a skateboarder as well. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big part of, I mean, a big part of that revelation for me. I mean, if you're talking like Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali or anyone who's been at the height of fame and, and success in one sport, um, he basically achieved that in two different sports. I mean, I guess there's some overlap in skill. Derek can let us know about that, but even Tony Hawk, who's uh, the best skateboarder of all time, he's probably snowboards, but he was never an Olympic snowboarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So wait, so Sean White was also uh, in the Olympics for skateboarding. Uh, he, games. No, before right. they they only added skateboarding like yeah just last now. Year. Yeah, but okay. he was a gold medal X Games right, right. skateboarder yep, as well. Yep, yep. So. so yeah, so the highest he could get within skateboarding. At the yeah, time. within skateboarding at the time. And is it in episode one where he has that really scary skateboarding accident yeah. as a kid when he yeah. was ten? Yeah, I mean he was kind of maybe more into well, actually he wasn't really more into either one. I thought one of the things that was so cool about this documentary is just how they showed his connection with his family. And they would just travel around in, in their van and, and uh, all summer he would skateboard or all, you know, skateboard season, he would do that. And then when it was colder, they would go snowboarding and go to the mountain is as often as they could as a family, his sister and, and brother were both um, good <laughs> snowboarders, <laughs> but quickly they could tell Sean was different. Um, I don't know what stuck out to y'all about like what makes what made him so special or like able to, to get to this, these levels. I mean, they talked about how he was kind of in a sense, I mean, he was kind of fearless. Like he had all those heart problems growing up. And then all of a sudden they were like, he has so much energy. Like he needs something to do like with all of his energy. Like he never got tired. He was always just a rambunctious kid. And I feel like he funneled that into sports and then just took off. And he did talk about how like he's been half a day, like, snowboarding and then you come back and skate and skateboard like he was just constantly moving yeah yeah found a way to channel that energy that everyone like not everyone has on that level but everyone as a kid has some level of fearlessness and some level of of you know just kind of um athletic exuberance Mm -hmm. but obviously he was (laughs) on a level of his own on on both i mean derek like it's hard for me to appreciate the difference between extreme sports where there's such a big mental component of like even attempting to do these tricks versus yeah. like just being the best, um, most athletic basketball player or getting really good at shooting or dribbling or like something that I would never like never been a, a, a high level athlete at any, at any stage, but I can, practice high level athlete skills 
I've never tried to practice <laughs> daredevil <laughs> skills, basically. No. Yeah, yeah, it is insane. And it's a one person sport too that you, yep. you take that into account as well. It is it is crazy. So he is definitely like a Michael Jordan or Tony Hawk. Uh, but I think also, uh, aside from his motivation, is he's like super well, he's socially intelligent too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he had mentioned in episode one that one of the contests he was going against a bunch of people that were older than him and stayed out partying all night, right? And then yep, were hungover and because they kind of weren't performing as well as they could, they all decided that they wanted to split the <laughs> um, the money for the, the contest. And Sean is like, uh, no, I'm not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> He's like, I'm 15. So, I didn't go out and party as with my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's before and he bought so he, two Lamborghinis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he took it serious. More serious than the other folks. So it reminded me of the Michael Jordan doc too, or of Michael Jordan's story yeah and then a few times throughout it they called him like a robot kind of thing like he was just constantly practicing and trying new things and you know he was the person you you have to have kind of like an obsessive focus to get to this level that's gonna that's what's so interesting about these these like one percent all-time uh legends is they have all i mean they have all of these components like a lot of people have just the athletic ability or just the mental ability and they apply it to a different field like um stock trading or something (laughs) and uh very few people are like have it all and apply it to the the thing that just clicks with them at a super young age like tony hawk i kind of remember started skateboarding a little late right like relative to some kids um, no, he's, he started when he was super young. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he just like, he had to hit a growth spurt. He wasn't like good well, until I mean, like folks, he was younger than some of the originals, I believe like by maybe four or five years. Yeah. So they all had a one up and he brought, uh, you know, he aired out over the coping, which was not cool. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So now you see that airing over the coping is now the norm. So. Right, there was like there was like kind of traditions, and um, there's there's like a punk attitude oh, yeah. that sort of applies to these sports where you either follow the pre-established you know kind of routines of and tricks styles of of the people that come before you, or <laughs> you're a pioneer and you do new things. Um, I only mentioned that because I just felt like there was a little bit more of like immediate prodigy potential it seemed like with sean white where he was like always better than everyone else maybe the sport was less mature so oh yeah, yeah. like the, this like he was just doing tricks at a younger age that no one else was doing tony hawk definitely was too but i feel like tony hawk's story felt more like in every man's journey by no means is he in every <laughs> man but sean white felt kind of like a super athlete mm. from mm-hmm. the start um, even though he's not like, who knows, like how he even measures up in comparison to like a track and field athlete or something. I mean, I, I, I really sure. don't, don't know. He does start like and training his up. body later, but yeah. Yeah. And we're only on episode one, two. So they're likely go, who or are we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and Tony Hawk became pro, uh, pro, uh, skateboarder at 12. 
so okay yeah pretty fairly young <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i can't remember exact the exact details of how how it plays out i just felt like sean white was excelling the whole time uh yeah. then he then he did have like some he hit puberty basically and 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 all the other people were like yep he's <laughs> he's already yeah. better than us but now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're really screwed he's gonna yeah. be better than us for um you know. 20 years or whatever it was, yeah which years. well like the that's the other crazy thing is the lifespan of uh, an extreme athlete the career lifespan is so short yeah um especially if you're measuring it in olympics <laughs> which only mm-hmm. happen every four years um oh yeah yeah so it's like you have all this pressure and you do i mean this is called the last run because whether he's in a qualifying event or he's in an actual final or he's in, you know, just practice. Like there's so few really high stakes attempts you get to, to do this stuff. And like, he was always stressing his mom out like crazy by falling or, you know, not having a good run on his first qualifier and then having to, um, to just like land everything to even make it through. When, you know, you've been preparing for four years to do two (laughs) rides down a half pipe or super pipe. And if you just don't land your tricks, like not even if you don't land the 1400s or whatever, but if you just, just, you know, slide out on a normal trick, then, you know, uh, that's four years down the drain. Sort of. That's how it feels. Yeah. Four years boils down to, uh, Two thirty second runs or something. Yeah, a couple yeah, a minute max. <laughs> like Yeah. Ugh. How do y'all appreciate sports like portrayed in this this fashion that are Derek said they're individual, but they're also kind of like figure skating or something. They're they're judged based on a score that we can't really a scoring system that's pretty opaque to the viewer, in my opinion. Like could you tell? Did they do a good job of of showing why he was so much better than all his competitors? I don't think so. I mean, they don't, <laughs> all they really didn't even show many other folks snowboarding. But they yeah. he did talk about uh, the folks from Japan who yeah. were pulling out that triple course score. Yeah, which yeah. you can't even do. <laughs> can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. It's, I mean, it's yeah. tough for me. I would say, I think they, I mean, they definitely, like Derek said, they just touched on the fact that like there's now new snowboarders and like Sean can't do those tricks or like, it's just the way he's built. Um, It's a little bit harder for him, but I think it'd be nice to have, I wish that within this, they would show like the runs and how many points go to what, like a double corkscrew is like automatic this, or like, I just yeah. don't understand the sport enough to know like, oh shit, like that's so good. Like no one else is doing that. Until they say, oh, no one else has done that. I'm like, oh, I should be like super impressed. I just don't know what everyone else is doing and like how they align. Exactly. I I guess that was kind of my point. It's a little hard as a non... Well, like even if you've snowboarded before, nobody's probably been to a snowboarding competition where you get scored. I mean, like a very, very small fraction of of really good snowboarders have half-pipe snowboarded and then an even smaller fraction have gotten scores for that. So the documentary doesn't really do give any effort into they they talk about why certain tricks are more impressive than others, but and you know more spins and and more flips is good, 
but <laughs> but like yeah what's what's the difference between a 96 and an 85 don't i don't I, I, it's hard to yeah. appreciate um it was but, cool seeing yeah. that some of the places they went to were in colorado though oh yeah copper and breckenridge and all these places and the half pipe at copper is like i've seen people on it it's terrifying they're yeah. so big like i would just die i don't know i mean obviously there's a lot of injuries. i wouldn't even it's, drop in no there's no way it's or like so in. scary yeah. yeah i wouldn't even like crawl into the bottom of it <laughs> like it's just well, ridiculously big we're really fortunate to have two amateur snowboarders on the podcast <laughs> i don't know if you can guess who the two are um they're not me um, so how do you go from like you know learning how to snowboard snowboarding down a, a hill to snowboarding over a little bunny a bunny hill or jump and then like to a half pipe like who who are like how does you start that start when you're a child yeah <laughs> have you ever ridden a half pipe ash no definitely not yeah you have on a snowboard yeah oof but how you didn't like that? drop did into it air- you just Oh yeah, no, I I went <laughs> I went through it through the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, but I went up up the side a little bit, and it is it is super intimidating. It's it's crazy yeah. how you can go twenty feet in the air. Yeah, forty Off feet the, like forty yeah. foot thing. Yeah, it's just it's there's crazy. no way. But yeah, I would say if you start as a child, you're more fearless, so you just start doing. It and you're like, oh, this is easy. But when I started, when I first moved here at twenty four i was like mm, this is too dangerous i just want to go down you know mountains and stuff and that's enough trees Same. are cool like that's great but other than that try to I'm avoid not, those yeah try to avoid the trees um other than that i'm not like a daredevil in any sense with snowboarding it's too scary i but, tried it a couple of times i mean aside from the half pipe but they showed a couple of big jumps that he did and i've mm-hmm. done those before where Oof. there's like 20 30 foot gap but I'm surprised I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you are you're like going down a big hill and then you air you go up a jump and and then just try to land on the way down. Yeah. Is that what yes. you, I mean, did, yeah. did you land? You didn't do like a a triple cork. You just yeah, no. Just, yeah, I, I just gapped it. I just did a, <laughs> an air. Yeah. Didn't even did grab you, my board. Did you land it? Yeah. Thankfully. Nice. Yeah. If you did, you would really hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, and then I was really confident, so I went I went home. To my home mountain at the time, uh, I hit like a five foot jump versus a twenty five foot jump, and uh, almost accidentally did a backflip and broke my back. So, oh uh, god, that's when I decided to uh, just go down the mountain like you, Ash. Yeah, yeah. that sounds smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess like the scoring system aside, what's hard to appreciate? Is, I mean, what's not hard to appreciate when you're watching it is just how freaking high up in the air they're going they're spinning like you can't see where you're gonna land they're coming down on just rock hard frozen ice or the lip of the ramp either way you know i mean uh, there's there's okay Mm -hmm. ways to land obviously where you can just kind of skid out but i mean okay ways to crash but when you're up in the air 40 feet and spinning around at you know like as fast as you can and not seeing anything you just have to like trust that you're gonna land and like they say something about how it's like you're much more motivated to land when you take the airbag away and you it's life (laughs) or death but like (laughs) uh, what can you actually do differently 
you know, just try harder. I mean, I, it's it's just in, insane to even. I guess so few people even get to the point where they would attempt things like this to where. I don't know. That does exclude the the pool of competitors a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Oof. I mean, but also it makes it all the more impressive that the people who do do it have the the guts to try it in the first place. So yeah. I guess you have to start young when you everyone is has irrational confidence <laughs> and <laughs> and just keep going from there, but certainly not something you can pick up later in life. Um yeah. No way. Very easily. Yeah. yeah, because you're gonna break bones, you're gonna have surgeries. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So you have to start these sports you have to start young. Yeah, you ever hear of like a 35 year old being like, now we have a pro snowboarder. You're like, no. <laughs> right. Just and not- I just, you know, broke my neck. Uh I'll be back. You know in two months it's yeah. not it takes too long to heal too so yeah well, it's a good point i didn't even really think about that that you do really need to start young yeah. yeah what about um just with something like this or like the tony hawk doc like i'm pretty squeamish about sports injuries injuries in general but realistic looking injuries and you just know that's going to be like hanging over the documentary the whole time that you're going to see some gnarly crashes and you do in the first episode of this. I mean, he basically mm-hmm. collides with a, uh, an adult skateboarder. Was that Rob Bernquist? Yeah. When he yeah. Was 10. Bob, Bob Bernquist. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Bob, yeah, Rob, whatever. That was insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he just, he, he, they like go, they crash head to head. Um, they're just doing like an exhibition run and I'm sure, um, Rob felt horrible. Um, but he knocks Sean white out unintentionally and he's just motionless on the, the, the half pipe for a long time before they, I guess, take him to the hospital. And I can't even remember what his exact, he breaks the front, he breaks the the front of his skull. Oh, just a broken skull. Yeah. And he breaks his arm. And I think his leg, or something (laughs) like he had a cast on his arm and his leg and then he had black eyes because his skull fractured. And then he went to school for picture picture day. And then he went to school. Yeah. Um, that that was the that was another interesting thing is that the parents have to sign off to some well not just sign off like the kid could sneak off and and attempt some dumb shit um, like we did growing up, but his mm-hmm. parents were enabling him in what turned out to be a very healthy way, but that's not how the rest of the community saw it. And that's yeah. not how people saw it when horrible accidents happened. Um, they were like very resolute in their commitment to supporting his dangerous hobby <laughs> yeah. when there was no money. Like, there was no real expectation for the majority of his childhood that this would ever result in, in any kind of financial gain. It was yeah, just a hobby. I and I don't know if, I've, if I was in the situation, I don't know if I could watch my kid just get like, broken bone after broken bone after skull for, like this is like i don't know i mean obviously they saw the potential in him he's 10 years old skating with or like snowboarding skateboarding with adults and like yeah. clearly picking up snowboarding in like four hours or a day or whatever like he's different it's just how far as a parent can you you know support that to make i don't know That's yeah there was a point where he was kind of taking a break and his mom was pushing him yeah. to get back on the board um, because she knew it was really meaningful to him. What would be really sad as a parent, I guess, is if like you have an average 
extreme athlete kid <laughs> <laughs> and you're like the, the the upside is is like it's a good you know healthy hobby for them when they're not crashing but like right there's no potential there's no like real potential <laughs> there so maybe then you you tell them to play guitar or something yeah can you do something safer you're not gonna make it <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> not worth oh. it yeah um which is you know pretty much everyone that does <laughs> that does extreme ath- athletics aside from you know the the very very special few out there so mm-hmm. yeah um Derek, uh, how how did you like this compared to the Tony Hawk one so far? Uh, um, I actually really didn't like the first like three quarters of episode one. Uh, Why not? Yeah, uh, just I didn't like the style of how I don't know. It just felt kind of boring. Hmm. Um, I mean, I I and I knew most of the story already, so maybe mm-hmm. that you know maybe that's why. And I'm comparing it to like Tony Hawk's. Where, where this is more of like a Michael Jordan doc. Yeah. It's instead of, you know, showing like, I don't know, Tony Hawk's kind of insane, whereas Sean White is just extremely talented. Um, and he's Tony a Hawk- like really polished speaker. I, I kind of know what you mean in the sense where he's obviously producing this. There are aspects of it that feel very orchestrated, like his whole life as an adult. Feel like they were filming him as a kid doing interviews like he's he's almost too good at self-promotion <laughs> um i don't know if that's what you're saying at all but that Not was one really, of the but... things that, that <laughs> kind of felt a little like a little off for me um like i don't know michael jordan had to sign off on the last dance and he's a very active participant interview subject in that doc as well but Sean, this seems almost like sean white was launching a snowboarding brand and was like, <laughs> how can I tie that in to this documentary about how awesome I am? It turns out he is that awesome and it warrants it, <laughs> um, uh, in my opinion. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it that could be off-putting to some, I think. Is he a producer? You said that? He's producing mm-hmm. this? Th- when When you're like in 90% of it, like actually giving interviews, they're not using archival footage. They're following him. You have to, yeah, you have to be, um, you know, this isn't behind the scenes or the unofficial story of the American gladiators. This is his official, um, autobiographical doc, basically. Um, Ashley, any kind of critiques? Do we want to go into, um, our final verdict? I think we should go into our final verdict. Okay. Well, why don't you start us off? Um, so I actually watched the second episode. You sneaky son <laughs> of a gun. I think that's a good idea. Because for, for, for this I, podcast. I wasn't getting enough out of the first one and I was just yeah. like, I feel like there's gotta be more. So I watched the second one. Um, and I'll leave it at a cliffhanger because you guys obviously only watched the first one. Is it obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I'll not leave it at a cliffhanger. I watched all four. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Well, I started oh, it last shoot. Monday. So I watched like two uh, because I watched it so like early in our recording schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched two uh, right off the bat and then and then spaced it out a little bit. But yeah, I knew I was going to finish it just because the format of these types of sports documentaries, if it's 
if the subject is is good enough and warrants it, like I said, then I'm just hooked kind of just by... I, I guess I knew what was going to happen. I'm not going to spoil the um, we all 20, know. 22 Olympics, but right. um, but but yeah, I kind of was still enthralled enough just to want to see how the the last run played out. So yeah, I'm. I guess I I don't want any more than four, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did watch all four. So wow, um, okay, Derek, you you've stayed faithful. It sounds like to the premise. Um, what are we? Oh, are, did you just watch watching? the first one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I only watched the first one. Yeah. So do, well, you, do want you want more? more? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see where they're gonna take it, but I've followed him throughout the years. So I mean, some of this. I mean, some yeah, some of this footage I saw when it was live on TV. But obviously, there's tons of interviews and stuff that you'll never see unless you watch this. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, he might watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slowly, it's... slowly over time, I'll I'll watch all of it. What I wonder was there a documentary on him before? Because when I watched this, I was like, I feel like I already know a lot of the story. I'm sure every Olympics they did like some, some type, type of. of you know documentary style package because um, they do that with all the big athletes. But I don't know if there's been there definitely hasn't been like a definitive four part one. But yeah, there's but probably like been I, other ones. Yeah, because I feel like I knew about his like heart um, problems and stuff like that. So I watched something before, but I'm yeah. surprised you watched all four. Look at you. I thought I yeah. was like going above me out of watching two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been on a tear with TV and I went to the movies three times last week as well. So three times. Uh, wait, three movies? Yeah, three? three movies in theaters. Okay. I know two of yeah. them. I don't know what the third one is. Yeah. The other one was an older um, movie from the 70s. So. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm i surprised, Derek, that you weren't more into the first one because I feel like that one has... that. I mean, Ashley said she knew about the, the heart stuff. I didn't... I don't think I knew about that, but I didn't know like about any of his family dynamic, really. So I almost felt like not to... Not to you know deflate your sales, but any more than they already are. Um, I feel like it goes a little downhill. Um, no <laughs> pun intended. Like in terms of new information, in terms of like, yeah, if you want to see him preparing for the various Olympics that you already know how they turned out, mm-hmm. then that's a lot of it. One of the things that you could that is still left to look forward to in, in the rest of the doc is you, you heard a little bit of it in the trailer, just kind of like what is fame and, and, and money and, and everything do to, to him and to someone in that position. So, um, that's a component of it. But as far as the actual snowboarding competitions, again, there's, it centers around the Olympics and they're, there's only, (laughs) (laughs) he was only in four Olympics, which is great. You know, 35 year old, competing against 20 year olds, but that's not that much, um, ground to cover. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all grown up pretty much watching them. So, yeah. uh, you've seen it before. Um, so yeah, no rush. I would say to, <laughs> I'm not going to overly encourage you to watch it. I really want to talk to our friend Logan about it because of his family's, you know, um, uh, interest in snowboarding growing up and they grew up really close 
to where Sean White went to school. Um, so he was like a little older than them and certainly kind of like a legend of the, of the community <laughs> and obviously the snowboarding circles everywhere, but especially, um, in his, in his life, I'm sure. So I'd be curious to talk to him about it. I know he watched all four episodes, um, before we even started. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Okay, Logan. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Ashley, what did you say? You're going to watch past two? I did not. <laughs> well, are you? No, are you going to? Oh, you oh, did not say. Yeah. I did not say. And I, I you don't want to say? I'm not sure if I will. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the first episode I actually um, liked. And then yeah. the second one, I was like, okay, like I already know what's going on. And so I'm not sh- sure if I'm still sold on seeing the next two or not. Okay. So TBD. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, kind of all in the over following the place, weeks. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's what's left, Ashley? The, our new release gift shop. So each week when we watch a show or docu series or sometimes a movie, we take something from that and we sell it in our gift shop. So right now we have. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the ones that I missed. Um, so we have a bikini and a vial from the idol, which is almost sold out. Um, so we're almost out of that completely. We have the Har of Dolores Clay of Dolores Roach, a mystery empanada with a clue inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't what's the clue? Okay. The clue is about the origins of new release or something, Derek. I forgot. Yeah, behind the scenes facts or oh yeah. <laughs> perfect what was the, um, the knife Ashley as I was trying to explain that to Derek and I couldn't even remember <laughs> um I don't know I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it was a mashup of like knife plus something that starts with a D right yeah but now I don't know like a dish <laughs> that makes I'd no sense to, like, no I think it was actually like, pretty good but yeah I know That's why I, 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 I still can't remember sure. okay. um and well, then maybe we have like an edible find out yeah, we'll buy one and let you know. Um, and then we have an edible wine glass, which is still probably my favorite from Evil Dead Rise. Yep. Deadly. Um, no, not. Not deadly. Derek, Drew keeps trying to make the edible wine glass like kill people, but I just want it to be like an edible wine glass. So. <laughs> How do you want it to kill people, Drew? Uh, like to pop out of their throat like it does in the movie. And, yeah. And, and, like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And I just want them to eat it like a sugar, you know, like I don't yeah. want to die. Eat it like um, a sugar. <laughs> Yeah, like a sugar. like an emulsified sugar or whatever. Um, wow, look at you, fancy chef terms. <laughs> woo, woo. Finish the bear. Um, okay, so what do we want to take from the last run? Derek's little six inch snowboard. Well, <laughs> 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 um, if the half pipe is six inches, the snowboard's like <laughs> Two. a quarter inch. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. Do they make fingerboards for for snowboards? They do actually. I mean, they're rare. They probably don't make them anymore, but yeah. Ooh, why don't we sell like a um, freeze your own half pipe in the fridge, the, in the freezer, <laughs> like a little half pipe tray. Oh, that'd be cool. Then you can put your, your pets on sh- it. No, don't put your pets on it. <laughs> <laughs> what pet? Like a mouse? <laughs> yeah. A, a goldfish? <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be cool. Just have the goldfish well, go you can slide put them down in the it. half pipe. If they don't survive, they can freeze into it. You can put them in the edible wine glass and you can eat them. Wow. There you go. <laughs> so are you doing um, a, a, a half pipe that's a, a frozen half pipe with pet included or no? 
Um, optional pet. Okay. <laughs> Surprise pet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm done with that. All right. Well, that's our gift shop. We accidentally skipped it last week, so <gasps> you didn't miss. Oh, anything well, did you want to do something from Amabrigo? Um, how about you've seen more giant pills? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are the pills you giant or bigger? they make you big? <laughs> yeah, they'll make you outgrow your frozen half pipe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you meant like a giant pill, like a jawbreaker, so big of a candy, like a giant pill, or like oh, a pill. Why don't we, yeah, make pills just for giants? <laughs> Corner of the market, there's one in every generation, and we can sell them pills at the proper size so they don't Do have they to make... drink a whole bottle of Advil or whatever. A pill for giants? Yeah. Pills for giants. Okay. It's going to be a hot seller, I can tell you. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you should see the numbers on our giant listeners. Well, oh, you man. know, you can get like a gigantic Advil and it's kind of like a jawbreaker. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for regular yeah. size people. Just make sure you take, read the label and, you know, check with the FDA and <laughs> yada, yada. If we're going to start selling pharmaceuticals, we might have to No, we we'll be fine. To it's, put some disclaimers fine. on it at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, so good. We haven't been sued. Yep. Not yet. No matter how many of the emulsified sugar wine glasses are actually made <laughs> of, of glass. Um, I haven't heard any. I haven't heard from the listeners that no bought the glass ones. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Next week, we have a couple options uh, that I wanted to run by all. The long anticipated video game adaptation that we all grew up on, Twisted Metal, is premiering on Peacock this week. Um, so that's one. Um, but there is also the biggest movie event of the our lifetimes that happened last week. <laughs> Barbenheimer. Those were the two movies that you alluded to, Ashley, that you knew I saw. So a lot of people are doing a Barbie Oppenheimer double feature or seeing both of them a day apart like I did or dressing up as um, Killian Murphy's Oppenheimer character. Uh, but with heels. <laughs> but with yeah, Barbie heels or any kind of combination. I mean, people are... You can just drive around your local city and look at the theater crowd and see lots of people um, participating in Barbie cosplay for the, for the movie. So that's super fun. Um, so we could talk about one or both of those next week. If we want to mix a new movie in since it's of epic pop culture importance, but up to y'all. I am going to see Barbie tomorrow. Okay. Derek, do you have a ticket? I sure do. I'm going with Ashley. She doesn't even know it yet. Oh, surprise. <laughs> I'm going to a matinee, so cheaper. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, nice. Um, what do you think, Derek? I know I know we're all hyped for Twisted Metal, but we could put that off a week if we want to ride the Barbie hype train. Yeah, let's do Barbie, baby. Okay. Sweet. Okay, Barbie it is. Um, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. It's a... Exciting, <laughs> colorful movie experience. So plenty, plenty to talk about, but we'll save it <laughs> for next week. If you want to hear that discussion and all the future discussions of which character we want to be from Twisted Metal, 
then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching New Release Podcast on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast platform. Ashley? That's a run. I was going to say, that's triple corkscrew. (laughs) 